Welcome to Cancelled. Uh, we are back. Thank you for indulging us on uh, Infiltrator and Annihilator last week. Uh, I actually had way more fun watching those than I probably should have. But we are back to Erie, Indiana. Uh, back with us in the illustrious Cap City Comedy Green Room for the duration. Karina Magyar is here. Hello. How was, uh, how was Las Vegas? Oh my god, I hate that city yeah. so much. It's pretty gross there. Like, it's really gross. And I mean, I was out there for a convention. Sure. Which is a different Vegas. So I'm just surrounded by corporate people. Right. And they're just doing cheesy shit to us, basically, trying yeah. to get us to buy their product. Like, they, they trotted out Donny Osmond. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> that feels like... That feels more like a Reno level celebrity than Vegas. I know, right? <laughs> no, they were really like. Actually, I got to see Don. I got to see Donny Osmond shove the CMO of Mattel to the ground in an accidental bit of assault that was supposed to be just some stage work, but he shoved a little too hard. <laughs> and he'd already turned around, and started trotting off stage, and you could see in his eyes like the show must go on. You know, instinct kicked in, and That's he just hilarious. kept walking. And the rest of us were like, "Did he just assault <laughs> that millionaire?" <laughs> now, what could like? Okay, you don't have to tell me your business. What was what was the CEO of like the toy company? Yeah, it was there bragging about Barbie and how Barbie's relevant again because of marketing is a marketing. Oh, uh, okay, all right, okay. And uh, like, you yeah. don't work in toys, I don't think. Oh my god, they brought out George Clooney. George Clooney just some real money, right? Because yeah. he doesn't just do commercial shit like that, does he? No, and he didn't even do this, man. He went out there and just trolled the conference. It's a <laughs> digital marketing conference. Yeah, it's yeah. about how to use social media and digital platforms to connect to audiences. And the first thing Clooney says when he gets out there is, "Anybody who uses Twitter is a moron." <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like George Clooney. I'm I loved lie. him. It wasn't a grabber either. He meant it. He yeah, was just yeah, like, yeah, "All yeah. my friends have gotten fucked. Their careers ended or in jail because of what they said on Twitter." Don't use it the fuck did you say on twitter that got your ass sent to he, jail he went through like specific you can tell oh, Clooney yeah. was some like, real beef mm-hmm. he had his eye on like look what happened to ashton yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> one bad wow. tweet you know he was on it yeah it was fun it was a lot what of fun. happened to ashton i don't even know ashton said that he he got gilbert godfrey and i mean oh, look at gilbert some, godfrey uh, well, he said gilbert something godfrey's stupid and then he, yeah he can't be the affleck guy anymore but whatever he's fine he's still gilbert godfrey Clooney looked heartbroken he's like look what happened to godfrey he couldn't be the duck anymore <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, I uh, I had a pretty nasty bout of food poisoning a couple days ago. Ooh-wee. We were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had full on like food poisoning before. I feel like I've only ever used it to like as an excuse to get out of work. <laughs> uh, but like now, I feel like I've like I earned it. Like yeah. I've earned those past excuses because that shit sucked you have you so it sounds like you've never had it from mushrooms no and i don't like, necessarily like, psych, mean like, psychedelic mushrooms oh i've I mean, only i mean i've gotten sick eating psychedelic mushrooms but that's you're just supposed to no right? no yeah, i don't mean yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of sick i no, mean no, 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 like no. the like kind food, like yeah. mushrooms giving you food poisoning oh, no, 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 because no. mushrooms that aren't meant to be psychedelic when they're poisoned right and you eat them you get all of those weird benefits plus throwing up <laughs> oh that sounds horrific oh it's horrible uh yeah yeah no so that's been my past couple days i did i i probably would have wanted to vomit just as much if i was in las vegas mm. uh, <laughs> but that being said let's get into it okay we are that's a loud garbage can we are <laughs> i'm getting mad it's like i get angry at them for letting us use this place uh <laughs> episodes four five and six yes uh eerie indiana i we were just saying i mm. i really liked the first episode a lot and you hated it apparently look we episode get four, i don't like the, the the losers it was called right 
we get precious few episodes that are actually directed by Joe Dante. And right. visually, this was one of them. This oh, was one of them. Visually, it felt was like gorgeous. I was watching like uh, City of Lost Children. Yes, it yeah. was brilliantly shot. They had their biggest guest stars. They blew their whole guest star wad on sure. this episode. On Henry Gibson and uh, mm-hmm. and what's his name? Not uh, John Aston. Somebody no, no, who looks no, no, like no, no, him. No, no. Um, Miller. Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Yeah, yeah. Um, who also played the dad in, in both Gremlins, in Gremlins movies. Gremlins, yeah, yeah. Um, so they they had all of the talent thrown at this episode. This is clearly the one where they're hitting the strides. Fourth episode. The writing was so bad. It was just a hack joke delivery mechanism. There's no plot. I think it's what I liked the most about it. What I liked about <laughs> it the most was that, to me, it was the least purely like... I, I feel like the next two episodes, the second one in particular, mm-hmm. I feel like episode five and six to some extent... We're really going for the sort of scare horror. Okay, like yeah. five very much is, yep. is like a Halloween episode. Six yep. is more of the is a bit invasion of the body snatchers or any one of those thousand of disturbing behavior yep. faculty movies. Uh, but this one felt like original and weird and and like like weird for the sake of being weird, which to me is the point of this show. Like the show's not necessarily Erie, Indiana, isn't the 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 center of horror for the whole world is the center of weirdness and to me this was like fucking just weird i liked the tone of it i liked everything about it except the execution of the writing i just thought it was written so cornerly and i could see the actors struggling against it and it just just took me out of it that these great actors were being put in these dumbass scenes with bad dialogue and i was so mad at the writer that it took now okay so we should set up the episode i guess uh the it's set up that everybody like the father so is losing everything yes. to the point where there's like he has his harkies handcuffed to his wrist. They don't even say anything about it. I kind of <laughs> like that gag a lot. Yeah, uh, and he is he uh, he's just losing stuff left and right all week. All these pens and keys and whatever. Mm-hmm. And eventually, he's like at the kitchen table. He has his briefcase. He gets up to get some coffee. He comes back. The briefcase is gone. Yeah. Uh, the mu- the wife starts getting in a fight with him because like that was a briefcase like. That was I that was like anniversary present. He's mad because it has a banana based petroleum flavoring product that he's working on for work or that whatever. He's gonna inside of dump it. in the, the river water supply so that people will get banana smoothies out of their faucet. Yeah, it sounds, his inventions are horrible. Yeah, of course, and he's like, if I lose this uh, this 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 product, I'm gonna lose my job. You should your job. <laughs> you are terrible at your job. You should, uh, you should lose your job for that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, the kids are gonna find out why everybody in this town is always losing things. Right. Um, and through they bait, they, they put bait out. I, I was very the one thing I am very disappointed about in this episode is the first thing they do is they put like a dollar on a on a fishing line. Yes, it blows away, and they're gonna they're gonna check it, uh, and it blows into Erie, Indiana's uh, most feared biker gang, the Unkind Ones. Is yes. the name of the ba- I really so it, flat. I know I loved it. I love the Unkind One as a biker gang, and I also love the delivery of that biker gang because like they're everything they're doing is like they're doing it intimidatingly, but they're being good. Yeah. So like they grab the kid and they're like, "Hey, I found this dollar on the sidewalk. Do you know who it is?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, it's mine." And he's like, "Oh, you better watch out." You might lose it or whatever, like, and then he's like, "We got to get out of here." I hear there's a puppy lost on fucking whatever street, like, and, but they're playing it like really tough, yeah. while actually being like genuinely good guys. I just like that bit, and I really wanted more of that biker gang. Yes, the and biker just gang. Was, I hope they come back. They yeah, were yeah, they yeah. were cool. It just it's. I think it it started to seem like a typical '90s stand-up comedy routine. 
just every like lame punchline that could be pulled out of there getting inserted into the plot because what what happens once they start going down into the world of, okay so turns out they successfully bait the the perpetrators of all with, these with lost luggage. things yeah, yeah. with luggage and it's there's some sort of weird underground society that is forcing well, consumers to as, lose things so they'll have to buy yeah. more stuff there is a bit there is it's the department of lost yes uh and there's a henry gibson who you may know as the be- the the head bad guy from the burbs yes or or literally a thousand other things right um he's the head of the department of lost dick miller the father from the gremlins is like the up uh, the the operative in the world who's taking people. He's basically stuff. stealing shit. He's stealing shit, yeah, and he's sending it off into these these. There's all these tunnels underneath mm-hmm. uh, Erie, and all this stuff gets sent down there. And Henry Gibson's argument is: if people don't lose stuff, then no one will ever buy things. The economy will go in the toilet, <laughs> and the whole world system will collapse if people don't lose things. I found that genuinely like unique and an interesting thing. And I feel like also what we're forgetting is. This is a fucking show for kids. <laughs> at the end of the day, like we're watching it now as 30-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, this was written for children. That's true. And it's kind of like an interest like that. First off, I do think that there's a lot of like going back to the ATM episode, this yes. episode, a little bit into the next episode with the like Gorbachev uh, Bush mask, which we'll get into later. They really want to like focus on like the economy and politics on this show and it's for children, which is a little strange. It's kind of subversive. I'll definitely get into that in ep- when we get to episode six. There's some real subversive stuff going on there. Um, okay, what my favorite thing, the, the best thing about Joe Dante directing anything is that in the background there's going to be all sorts of crazy shit. So sure. here, here I made a list of all the weird stuff that has supposedly been lost okay because they do a lot of stuff about pen caps and socks yeah, the dryer yeah, and things and that you whatever, lose. Yeah. this is okay here's a list of all the things i saw that were lost tons of televisions yeah, yeah. Lots, lots of, of whole lots televisions, of televisions. For sure. a diving suit <laughs> an octopus <laughs> i did not see the octopus no it's in there a stop like a live octopus an, i was dangling from the <laughs> ceiling so i don't think so anymore a stoplight a harp Sure. An oversized novelty brain, <laughs> a big glass leaf, a barbershop pole, a bull's head, <laughs> a toilet seat. How do you lose a toilet seat? There's also a lot of great stuff. With, so he's our, so kids are, uh, uh, yeah. the main kid goes, gets like follow, gets stuck. He hides in a, a piece of luggage that gets uh, stolen by the right. guy. That's how he ends up down there. And while he's down there, he's like, I just need my father's briefcase back because it's going to cause my parents to get a divorce because they're fighting because of the briefcase. He's going to lose his job, this whole nine yards. So at one point, he's like, all right, when did you lose? Uh, Henry Gibson's like, when did you lose? Yeah. When did you lose? It was yesterday. So he starts going through the records. And he's like, okay, B. It's a card catalog. It's a card catalog. But yeah. what I love about the card catalog also has some belongings in it. <laughs> so he, at one point, he pulls out a card and there's a like a donut attached to it. And he's like, oh, baked goods. And he throws the donut over his shoulders. There's like a, a, a set of... Uh, I thought he of, said bagels. Hmm. No, I thought he said bake. Oh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, there's a set of like uh, like uh, novelty teeth. chomping teeth. Yeah, there's all shit in there, and he he like goes through, he finds briefcase, he figures out where it is. Oh yeah, it's definitely here. No, you can't have it back, and he sends it back down into the thing. Um, he gets trapped. He said uh, Simon, the younger kid, eventually finds his way down there right. because he's gonna go where all the lost socks go, and he ends up in the dryer, mm-hmm. and the dryers all lead to the Department of Lost. Yeah, um, they escape. Right, because supposedly the the one potentially creepy element that they don't explore because the tone is so lighthearted, but is the fact that because Marshall's down there, he is now lost. Yeah, yeah. At one point, Henry Gibson even says, "He, oh, I can't let you possibly go back. You you might 
you might spill the beans about yeah. the Department of Laws. There's only one. Henry Gibson even says, like, I'll have to call upper management to find out. But I think the only thing we can do is that you must also be lost. And he you does the evil. Misplaced. Yes. This is misplaced. <laughs> and he's like the evil fingers. It's fucking. Yeah. I mean, there is one good gag in there where when you first meet Henry Gibson, he's on the phone with his superiors and they're asking him to to lose or, or make lost an entire satellite. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. wasn't it enough with the Hubble telescope? Which was a very timely joke yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah, a very somebody, timely reference. Um, but he's like, I'll book the next shuttle. And it's just like, who is this organization? They, yeah, yeah, it's very... There's a lot... I mean, clearly, it's more than just eerie, right? It's right. like everywhere. Oh, yeah. This is the last thing on my list of weird shit that was lost. They had a life preserver from the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> which implies that, that people died. The Titanic sank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's pretty great, actually. <laughs> uh, I think. So the visual gags were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, um, they eventually escape, but they're going to take um, some evidence. They took a stamp. They take, like, the, the stamp that just says lost, which is not great evidence, because it's literally just a rubber stamp that says the word lost. I'm pretty sure you can buy that almost anywhere. Um, <laughs> at World of Stuff, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah almost <laughs> certainly at World of Stuff, which we'll see. We'll get to World of Stuff later in another episode, yeah. episode six, I believe. Um, but uh, I also wanted to say, like, visually, and I think you said it before, it's beautiful. Like, it's really interesting looking. Visually, mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like this show must have been almost somewhat expensive to make. This episode, it doesn't, yeah. This episode in particular, but it doesn't look like trash. Like, this mm-hmm. show looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, they escape. They get, uh, I, I enjoy Henry Gibson shows back up as a, he's pretending to be the mailman. Yeah. Uh, and he's, they're like, it's such a weird excuse. They go, uh, the mom's like, are you expecting a package? And then it's like from France. I don't know why it's from France. And then he's like, oh, it's that accordion I ordered from France. I'm going to have it sent back because I decided to take up the tuba. And the mom's like, okay. Like, even the mom was like, I don't need that explanation. Just answer the tour. That's what I mean. It was so badly written. Like, okay, anyway, okay. But no, no, continue, it's, it's continue. Cute, but okay, and then they go out, they go out and, and, and they offer a trade. Here, I'll give you back the briefcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you give uh, me the stamp. Because he doesn't, yeah. He doesn't, doesn't want to lose something. Oh, there's your comeuppance, Mr. Lost Guy. But the funny thing is the dad comes and said, never mind, they didn't want that project after all. And, and, the, mom, and the mom bought him a briefcase to replace it. They don't need the briefcase, so there's your O. Henry ending. And do they ever teach him a lesson? I can't even remember. I was so well, disgusted the, the, at that the, point. <laughs> Henry Gibson's been demoted. He is now right. the outside operative because he lost because he lost something. So he's now the outside operative, right? And and uh, and Dick Miller is, is now in Henry large and in charge, yeah, wearing yeah, yeah. his awesome cravat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so this would kill is like from a story perspective. I was rolling my eyes the whole way, and I know it's a kids show, and I know it's just a gag delivery system. But like, yeah, yeah. The, it went nowhere. It felt suffocated. There was no plot. There was no through line. The whole thing ended up being, uh, well, that was pointless. Right. And so it was literally I'll like give just you that a about tangent. the ending. It was kind of pointless because at the end of the day, all that happens is he get the kid gets the claw. There's a moment where the kid's making a like a monster model, right. And the claw goes missing. Yeah. And it turns out that's they had the claw and he gets the claw back. That was kind of cute. He said it's kind of efficient to lose things before they get to the consumer and he's just pulling puzzle pieces out of puzzle boxes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I did enjoy that as well. I don't know. I liked this episode a lot. I actually liked it much more than episode five. Oh my God. See, I think that's the strongest episode. I I liked parts of episode five. We'll get into it here in a second. How controversial is this show that we disagree so consistently? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's a sign of good art, right? And that it's not for everyone. Um... (laughs) 
the uh, there's also another bit of weird that I enjoyed in this episode when they're in the uh, Simon's in the laundromat. There's a woman in the back just folding a straight jacket. Oh yeah, it's just sort of a non like just not oh. just got a thrown away gag, but I enjoyed it. If every much. episode of this series was directed by Dante, I think it would be, go down as a classic because the ones that he's been in charge of have been so visually interesting and funny in the background. Right so, yeah. Which brings up to episode five. Uh, scariest home videos america's scariest home videos see now this one to me was hilarious on a subtle level it wasn't hitting you over the head with gags but there was so much weird hysterical stuff in this is the hardest i've laughed really yeah and there was some good stuff only i laughed at the end it was all post reveal everything about this episode i liked was kind of post the big reveal of the mummy right okay yeah yeah. so the premise is it's halloween the kids are gonna go trick-or-treating but first off i want to take a moment to stop and address I fucking really like these two kids. Oh, yeah. The actor, as act, I think they're really solid. And mm-hmm. particularly the younger one. It's really I good. I think it's just really good. Like, yes. he, like, there's just something about, like, he's charming, but also not, like, too old. You know, sometimes with kid actors, they seem like they're, yeah. like, old, like, too old for how, actually. He comes across as a young kid who's just actually kind of charming and yes. whatever. And, like, he doesn't seem precocious. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's just a kid. And it opens with them preparing for Halloween, and it's kind of funny right off the bat where it says, you know, to have to go out on Halloween in Erie, Indiana, you need to be prepared Pair. for anything. Yeah, and yeah, they go yeah. through a checklist of just ridiculous it's weapons. It's like 30 things <laughs> long. It's a really long checklist. It's like for a spelunking trip. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then they put on their, their Halloween costumes, which are just a George H.W. Bush mask and a Gorbachev mask, yes. and then they start wrestling, <laughs> and it's the cutest thing. You're like, you really see how these guys could be like best, best friends, friends or brothers. Yeah. They yeah. seem very brotherly, very much. So. Yeah, uh, um, uh, but, but to then, the point, but we also here's a thing that I didn't even notice. They, the older one, has a brother. I haven't noticed him in any of these other episodes. No. That's not Harley's not his brother. No, that's Simon's brother. Yeah, no, what the, oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I missed that entirely. Oh, missed, okay, so this is where it gets good. Okay, they can't go uh, babysit, or they can't go trick-or-treating yet because the parent, uh, the mom needs the to go The mom has to go pick dad. up the dad because the dad's car broke down. And, and they so have to sit and watch Harley. Much, I didn't mm-hmm. realize Harley was Simon's. Harley is Simon's kid, which deepens the mystery of how horrible Simon's house is. It makes perfect sense is. because Simon's a fucking psychopath. Now, and Simon Harley is a psychopath. Harley's a psychopath who's, what, five and mute? Yeah. And he has to stay at their house? Because there's something implied. Well, yeah, because I'm sure the fucking dad's drunk and banging somebody or whatever happened in that previous episode. And and, and Marshall's sister can't watch because she's studying for a test on Halloween night. And it's funny, later they cut to her on the phone, like, studying with her friend. And apparently this is a test on the names of shapes. (laughs) She's 16. Hexagon or whatever she's saying. She's 16 and she's studying what a trapezoid is. Yeah, she's not. She's also kind of an idiot. Uh, there's a moment where so uh so they're watching uh so they have to watch harley and simon gets the idea or or the older one gets the idea that we'll videotape harley and we'll get on america's funniest home videos we'll make ten thousand dollars so 91 they have these two like he has these two lizards or whatever because they're gonna catch why well it was like a school project yeah it's a science project he's studying insanity and lizards Began when he, the way he decided to study that was he put two chameleons in a tank with hot pink rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see if they would go insane. Yeah, that's a brilliant that's, science. Project. He's a, no, he's a monster. Why would you, his science project is just drive an animal insane? I just thought that was, I had to pause because I was laughing so hard at that as being a legit science project. Uh, at one point, he, uh, he so he's going to trick 
the Harley into licking one of the lizards or something? Yeah, eating a be, lizard. That seems to be the, the yeah, it seems to be the what's gonna get them on America's funniest home videos. This is insane. Uh, Harley eventually throws the lizard because he gets scared by Simon. Right. Then he sticks one of the lizards down the older kid's pants, which is like okay, odd. Uh, they, uh, they get a huge laugh out of that. By the way, the kids, both mm. Simon and, uh, and Harley, are, are falling out laughing. <laughs> Nothing uh, makes sense at this point. They 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 duct tape a bowling ball to Harley's leg so he can't get away from them. How could you not love this episode? <laughs> Uh, I like I, I, all this. Uh, all the lead-in to me was very boring. Like all really? these parts, I just didn't give a shit about. I thought this was the most batshit insane plotting. Like somebody sat down and was just like, "We're going to do some business here. We're just going to throw <laughs> the weirdest shit at the wall and see." Now Erie, Indiana is not just what's out there in the town, but like this house is weird. Everything that's going on in the scene is weird, and Marshall and Simon are part of it. And it's yeah, kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you're right. Then they decide that they're going to go have more fun, and they just basically duct tape the little kid harley in front of the tv where he's watching a mummy movie right he's watching curse of the bloody mummy i believe it was yeah called. with boris von orloff yeah which is a very very subtle play on uh, <laughs> boris carlo carl yeah um which this at this point this is what i this is where i start liking this episode very much yeah um the kid's watching he's having fun he's watching whatever but then he like <laughs> they're doing a thing where he's gonna tape the movie that's on TV by filming it with his camcorder. Right. Uh, which is like, that's, I mean. That, yeah, I remember doing that. Really? Yeah, that like used to be. Like pointing the camcorder at the TV no, and no, filming no, it? No, you plugged it into okay, the that back. I'll buy. Yeah. But he's literally filming it with the camera. No, no, because, no, he has it pointed at Harley. No, Harley turns it to point it at himself. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And he goes like, hey, hey, like makes faces at it. And oh. then he turns it back. Yeah, but at one point, dumb. he has to turn it. And fa- I'm like, that's I just hook it up with like a VCR. It'd be fine. Okay. Anyway, so he's taping this. Uh, Harley like makes some faces into the camera, and then Harley bites the remote, which causes. I I wish I wrote down the exact lang- language because uh, they la- say later in the episode like yeah. an electromagnetic doodad a bomb or whatever the fuck yeah. language. And, and the the. We'll get to it in a second, but there's a reveal. Uh, so he bites it, and he ends up being sucked into the TV, into the mummy movie. Right. Uh, which we find in a moment, the mummy has been shot into our world, into Irina. And all the scenes of this mummy movie are just the mummy like shambling after a, a scream queen, a 1940s version of a scream queen, yeah, yeah. who's screaming. And it, what's hilarious to me is that Harley gets in there and starts doing toddler mayhem, and she is just as terrified. She's just as terrified, but also like at one point... <laughs> She, like, looks over her shoulder, not really scared, just, like, looking for where he is. Right. And then continues walking. And then Harley comes into frame and makes these, like, hubba hubba eyes <laughs> at her, like, at the camera, like, breaking the fourth wall, but at the camera, like, ha right. and then it keeps chasing her. And it's like, Harley, you're five. That's real creepy. <laughs> you can't just be a rapist already, man. No, you're a five-year-old psychopath mute. That's enough. Yeah. He's also a creep. Like, the way they figure out that that's how he got sucked into TV is they pick up the remote and they see the bite marks, and then Simon rolls up his sleeve and holds the bite marks up against a set of bite marks he has in his arm from the last time he had to babysit Harley. Once again, Simon. That house Jesus. is dark, man. That <laughs> house is real dark. There's wow. some shit going on in there. No, I can't believe he's such a sunshiny kid. <laughs> uh, and at this point, of course, it reveals that the mummy has switched places and has escaped he comes through the door in a big dramatic reveal and let me just say i love anything with a mummy in it mummies are the are zombies before zombies weren't cool anymore we don't give mummies enough credit for being (laughs) badass because they're not 
Because mummies are inherently flammable. You're literally just dried shit and cloth. So I'm not scared of you in the slightest. You're slow. Yeah, I've never understood how a mummy was even remotely scary. My favorite mummy moment is, uh, you ever see the Monster Squad? Yeah. Classic. Yeah. When they tie the bandage to a bow and arrow and shoot the arrow into a thing and then yeah. just let it fucking unravel himself. Yeah. yeah. Once you, like, if your whole thing, if your mummy, if your monsterhood can be taken away by unraveling, I'm not scared of you. <laughs> Uh, mummies are way boring to me. Oh, they're classic, though. They okay, are so classic. They guy, are definitely classic. He starts and shambling I, around, and they're all nervous, and they run outside, and they try to warn people. I like there's the, all these trick-or-treaters. Uh, there's, a, there's a moment there that I very much like. For st- one, the mummy shows up. They yep. take, they're they immediately like, fuck this, I'm out. There's no, like, <laughs> we got to figure out how to save this. Kick the door open, I'm out of here. Yeah. I don't care that my sister's upstairs. Fuck her. Mm-hmm. We're running out. <laughs> they're outside. They're like, one is a baseball bat, one is a shovel. There's, there's suddenly just an immense amount of fog everywhere, which yes. I enjoy. Which comes into the he comes fully announced, and to the point where the sister has to go and close the door before all the fog gets in here. Um, While the ground is covered in like a thick inch of fog. Thick fucking six yeah. inches of fog. Uh, but at one point, they're outside terrified and like yelling about a mummy and like, like trick-or-treaters are walking by and you just hear one kid go those kids are so weird like even like the other kids are just like oh those nerds the yeah, children yeah, yeah. Of, of eerie indiana the weirdest place on the planet right. and this is it plays into my theory that i'm really starting to enjoy and i'm actually just putting it on every episode i watch that really there's nothing wrong with this town these kids are just fucking these mentally kids ill, are just fucking mentally Ill. <laughs> yeah 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 i'll buy that entirely <laughs> because they never have good like, if you think about the evidence, yeah. it's never great. No, like, it's always very pedestrian he, evidence. Even at the end of the last episode, the evidence is the claw from the toy that got That's returned. Right. Yeah. That's not... You bought a model and you took part of it and put it in a bookshelf. There's nothing evidency about yeah, that. And let's recap the, the events that have happened inside of this house. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, He's yeah. doing experiments on lizards to try to try drive them insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His 16-year-old sister doesn't know the names of shapes. <laughs> <laughs> the younger friend has a little brother who can't talk but wants to rape actresses. You know what I mean? Like, everything yeah. that's going inside the house is insane. For sure. And outside, everybody's just having a good time trick-or-treating. Right. They all seem perfectly normal. So they're going to go back in the house to tr- trick-or-treat show up knock yeah. on the door the sister comes and answers the door uh they sneak in but the, but here's what i don't like so she like she gets out candy yeah then she turns around and the fucking mummy's behind her right in the house right and she's like aren't you a big kid <laughs> no he's in he's inside already he's behind you <laughs> that's not a trick-or-treater i don't understand how you think for one second as a trick-or-treater um but he just they're like oh yeah i guess it's a big kid and she just gives him some candy and sends him on his way right um which and that works. Mummy's outside. And right about now, there's there's a quick cutaway I want to mention because you, you blink and you miss it, but they cut to the mom and dad to explain what's taking. Oh so right, right, right. And there's this adorable moment where the dad can't get the car working or whatever, and they're and they're just kind of sitting in there together, and we get a glimpse of them flirting once again. Marshall's family is the weirdest part of yeah. Erie, where. She starts meowing. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> just randomly meowing. And then he sort of in a desultory way goes, woof, woof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, but almost in a way of like, sh- he's tired of playing cat and dog sex games. Yes. Where like, she's still way into this, whatever. And he's like, woof, woof. Like, he's like over it. There was so much depth in that meow, woof, woof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they uh, cut. They immediately cut back, and that was the it. That's it yeah. for that subplot. Super. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, there's a cut uh, for that. They cut back a couple times. Yeah. Uh, the the car gets like shaving creamed an egg. Oh, that's and right. And he's like trying to be a stand up for himself. Yeah, there's kind of a yeah, McFly yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
it doesn't work. No. Nope. And literally later on, he comes back and goes, some kindergartners egged the car. It's like, you couldn't stand up to some kindergartners? First off, what were those kindergartners doing out by themselves? Age is so weird in this town. Oh, I almost I forgot to mention in the previous episode, um, they mentioned that the dad is pushing 35. What? Right. It's Wait right at the bit. beginning of the episode. So I did the math on the 16-year-old so kid. 34. He's 34, 16-year-old so kid. So he had 18, right? He had to have her at he 18. He was 18. And How old's the mom? Exactly. She looks way younger than him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, there's some creepy <laughs> shit interesting. Going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the mummy eventually, I, I laughed very hard, and it, I don't know why, but there's uh, the doorbell rings. They open the door, and it's the mummy. And yeah. I, just, I just laughed. I don't mummy know why. The, the, the mummy rang the doorbell makes me laugh. Uh, they, like, they knock, they do the classic, like, one kneels behind him, the other yes. one pushes him over. They call it Plan 39, which I enjoyed as well. Yep. Um, they tie him to a chair. They hit him with a shovel. They tie him to a chair. Uh, they start to unwrap his bandages. And this reveal I very much enjoyed. It's just an actor. It's a British dude. It's a Brit. It's this it's actor. It's Boris von Orloff. Yeah, yeah. Because, of course, there's no real mummies. He, got, <laughs> he switched places with a guy on a movie set. Right. And that guy is Boris von Orloff. And he's this British actor, star of stage and screen, who, by the way, if you go into his IMDb, like 200 credits right voice actor for like beauty and the beast he has an incredible all, voice. Like, he, yeah. incredible voice and an incredible fucking resume yes um and he's he's really good in this fantastic he, he, you, you I, buy everything I, I loved it immediately the second he showed up that's when i start liking this episode yeah. obviously uh, and it explained why he was such a pussy mummy the whole time yeah, yeah he because it's really just an actor time. he he's wasn't a mummy a... i don't know why but it also makes me go why were you fucking why not just go hey like <laughs> Uh, say something. Don't just wander around like a mummy. Well, he's uh, an actor. He's committed he's, to his craft. He's a, he very much so in mm-hmm. character. He's mm-hmm. mad that uh, that Simon's ruining his movie. He doesn't care yeah. about much else. No. Uh, at one point, he does. Not he's the like, Simon, uh, the the heat, the kid, uh, Harley, Harley, yeah, Harley is like uh, running around. He's and I, I like this point that he's just knocking over the set. And I very I enjoy at one point he knocks over the set and like. The people behind it are making the movie yes. as if it's happening live on television. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know why I like that so much. Well, they cut to to the screen saying the end, and then Harley so, walks up and, like, up and just starts kicking over the letters. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's uh, how credits work. I I enjoyed that, but also like the mummy says like, uh, or the actor uh, yeah. says that like. Um, He's like, they go, oh, also, you're dead. And he goes, yeah, you know what? I kind of remember dying. He's like, I had some bad, what did he say? He said, like, I had some bad eggs or something like that, he says at one point. And he's like, that makes sense. How long have I been dead? He's like, oh, about 50 years. He's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then he realized, and then at one point, like, he's so nervous, he's so mad about Harley ruining the, the movie. He says, like, uh, he's like, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, maybe we don't put me back just yet. You know, I haven't had a chance to use the bathroom in 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't mind some time off from this movie. Mm. Uh, and then he looks and he sees Harley, like, knock over a thing or whatever. And he's like, yeah, oh, let's fucking hurry this up. Uh, they mess up. They accidentally change the channel right. at one point. And they realize, they figure out that, oh, he did it by biting the remote. So if we get the mummy to bite the remote, they'll switch places back. Yeah. Just as the parents are showing back up. So it's like, we got to get this fast. Find the channel. Like, the channel changes. Get the channel back to the mummy channel. He bites the thing. Disappears. Harley's back in the chair. He says one line at the end. Harley's yes. just like... Yeah. Do you remember what it is? No, I, I don't. It's a silent Bob kind of moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but then they cut. It's such a goofy gag. They cut back and they're like, and they're like, oh, and Borlas finally got his vacation. And they cut back and the mummy's like with these two surfer chicks in like a 50s yes, fucking Frankie Avalon party. movie or whatever. And, and he's just really... like, yeah. And then like the mummy's surfing at one point. It's like, yeah, I don't know why. That gag, as like, that's a child gag. 
gag that was that a child made gag. Me laugh out loud as a thirty-eight year old. But it had a little mustard on it because they <laughs> held it for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. And the girls in the bikinis were moaning their asses off <laughs> to the point where I took a note <laughs> that they were they were doing like the full on like if, if you know us in comedy the full on Christina Parrish like like super sexual and I was just like wow they're really holding that gag for us. Um, uh, but then there's a th- there's a moment at the end of this episode. The kid gets back. The mummy's yeah. back in in TV land. Everything's fine. Yeah. And then the kid says, "Like, all right, we got everything taken care of, whatever." And then we knew one thing because uh, they have the videotape of all this of the right. kid being in the whatever, and they're like, they destroy it because you don't want to leave videotape evidence for your parents to find. Why the fuck not? The whole point insane. of the show is you're trying to prove crazy shit's happening. Do you have evidence that your kid got your brother got sucked into a fucking TV? No, can't let her because they get in trouble. I guess for letting the like, kid get for sucked being into bad it. babysitters. Fucking yeah. that 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 annoyed me. Well, uh, they're insane, and there's and it never does explicitly state that they're keeping this evidence so people will believe them. I guess it, it seems insane, more like they're like doing it as mementos for themselves so that they won't ever forget the various life-threatening adventures they've been on is yeah, yeah, forgettable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i just a plus a plus on i like that episode halfway so the first half i just was very bored and i couldn't care less and it seemed like just uninteresting halloween sitcom at that like the early part until the mummy showed up i just okay. i was disinterested but everything post mummy i enjoyed very much all right so um, episode six i have a confession to just make. say no fun just say no fun I so I was I was chain watching these last night sure. after getting back from a party and having a lot to drink. So sure. I did fall asleep yeah. uh, during this episode. So to, to catch up today, I tried to watch it at work, but there was only there was no way to get to the usual gray market ways of doing this. I have the DVDs at home, but yeah. so I had to watch it uh, on YouTube in French. <laughs> Do you speak French? I had I had French in high school, so oh. I had enough to keep up with the plot. <laughs> But I, I do think that my perception of this episode was highly colored. It seemed very existential and <laughs> philosophical to me. Uh, understandably. Yes. And it kind of is like super it, profound. That, um, yeah. It's an episode about conformity and, and, yeah. and individualism and what's more important to society and, and the individual. And having fun versus duty and obedience mm-hmm. versus play. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. We're at a... How do you explain this? Well, first, first of all, I do want you to point out that within the th- first three minutes, the f- mom's initial entrance in this episode, which I want you to set that scene. Okay. I just want to point out that she was definitely buttoning up her shirt from halfway. I missed that entirely. Where was she coming from? <laughs> I d- well, banging the 35-year-old dad, I hope. The dad was in the... Scene. In the scene, okay. This I'm, was at the breakfast. Oh, table, right, 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 right. Oh, well, she's breakfast breakfast getting dressed. I don't know. She came. But in do that before outside. you leave the house. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, so it opens up with the kids are playing pranks. Yes. Um, they hide like a weird, ugly face ball. Spring loaded well, shit in cereal. In bowls. cereal bowls. And one's a hand. One's this like ugly face ball. Reminds me of a thing. I think they're called Mad Balls when I was a kid. Yes. Was, yes. Like, a mummy and whatever, whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, so it, like you sit down to eat cereal, it shoots up a scare you. They do it to the dad. They do it to the mom. Right. I think they do it to the sister, and then they're like, "We got to get out of here before the sister kills us." <laughs> they go to school, and they're like, "Got their bag of pranks. They're going to go to school and have some fun." It's very Pee Wee Herman. There's a lot of Pee Wee Herman in this whole series. Very, very much. So. Um, yeah. Um, they go to the school. They have uh, they have like is it gum or a cookie or something? It was the it was the hot chuck gum. The like that was super spicy, spicy right? Yeah. The yeah. bully kid takes it out of their hand. 
And they're like, oh, I don't think you're going to like that. And he eats it, and it's all spicy. And, and he tries good. to kick their ass, and then the dean comes out. Principal shows up, who's been in a thousand things. I can't think. I don't know his name, but he, if you see, it's a fat, older guy. If you watch the episode, you'll know him. Yeah. Um, tells him. They're like, they're like, oh, we're getting detention. Like, I think it's time for you to have an eye exam. Right. They're all scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take her to Nurse Nancy. Nurse Nancy is fantastic. She's the best. Um, she's like some sort of, like psycho version of like a 1950s school nurse like she's crazy looking she's got like uh, super strong cat eyes and she's got like, like weird frizzy hair. hair yeah miss frizzle kind of hair but she's like got a serious amount of menace to her because she's very angular and bony and yeah there's a whole lot going with her um and and she just she plays it up she's kind of like a witch figure for sure right. yeah and and they do and, and to be fair this is a pretty well tread trope right yes. the the your friends are all being replaced even though they look like their friends bit. so what it's happens is they they behavior. take the bully they put a pair of nerdy black glasses on him and now and he's, he's very obedient loves be- yeah he just wants to study he's mm-hmm. apologized for causing trouble Simon goes in and gets his eyes checked. Same thing happens to Simon. Yep, and Marshall hides and, and avoids it. So the, 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 the zeitgeist that they're pulling from here is that this was at the height of the ADD craze. This is right when, basically, kids were getting popped Bob with Adderall Ritalin. Right, yeah. No, Ritalin, Adderall Ritalin, hadn't Ritalin, even been in, later, yeah, yeah. invented yet. So it was, just, it was the Ritalin thing. Right. And there was a ton of like hand-wringing in the news about, you know, is this the right thing to do or not? And it, it, I, I started, because I was watching it in French. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking weird. <laughs> I started thinking about, oh, my God, that's really deep about, like, you know, we want our kids to be obedient, but also in America, we don't like obedience, so we try yeah, to train them like to be and, like, the parents are literally one, each one side of that argument, right? They are. They're, they're playing Because the dad keeps out. going, like, you should behave yourselves and do your work and get your grades better and, like, the mom's like, fit in with the kids at school. And then the mom's like, well, maybe he shouldn't have to fit in. Maybe he should be yeah. himself and that should be enough. Uh, so they're really, like, hammering that point home. I do like, though, that ultimately they do force Marshall to go get his eye exam. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it's sort of this is the sixth time in six episodes that his parents have actively tried to sell Marshall out like this is a recurring <laughs> yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. where they are actively trying to ruin his life going all the way back to the Tupperware um, um, but yeah so so uh, they they fought you know Simon gets out and he's all he's oh, the, yeah. they end up at, uh, at world, of wor- world of Stuff and we're, they're like, oh, check it out, all these new comic books or whatever. And he's like, I hope they have multiplication tables or whatever. By the way, you have to help me with this. Did they just drop that whole I'm in witness protection thing from the pilot? He's, he's just a really guy in now. He's costume. He just has a weird hat. It's right. not like the same. But yeah. they don't address it because they I haven't tell addressed, Well, they addressed it in like the third episode. Okay. When they go with the ATM episode, they addressed it. But they didn't do it since but this is the first time he's been back since so. he's been I back know. i think they dropped that whole idea for the character and he's yeah, just yeah. a dude he's, now he's just a guy that runs a store right um but he uh he's like oh it's a nice zombie today and you look over and it's all these kids just looking at multiplication tables they're all glasses let me guess what happens because this is the part where i didn't I'll i just, couldn't oh, really follow okay, fair enough. what it looked like happened with my limited french sure. was that they went in there and simon's playing video games and having a good time or no a uh, marshall is yeah and then simon just wants to buy school supplies right and the shop owner's depressed because all these kids who are wasting money on, on expensive frivolities like hot, hot shoes and stuff yeah, like yeah, just yeah. buying folders. Right. And it's bad for his business. So he joins up teams with Marshall. There's also a bit of the he just doesn't like to see kids like that. Okay. It's not just financial gain. There's that for sure. It's but not it's as also clever like there's hoping. also a bit of like, oh, you know, these like all these kids are just zombies now. This yeah. isn't normal. Some, yeah. Something's wrong. And they're all wearing that same pair of glasses. They all have the same pair of black glasses. 
Uh, so he has the so he, he has says the antidote. he says well he has the antidote which is the Big Bang of Bad Taste. <laughs> is that what it's called? It's called the Big Bang of Bad Taste. Do you want to know what, it was, what the word was that they used in French? Yes, please. Boom, bop, ba, doo, Well, what's crazy is they say that later. Yes, but that that's not what they said here. Oh, okay. later in the episode when the when uh, they like. The, uh, the, they yeah, say to the, the nurse every time you hear the word boop bop a bop yeah. you will you'll laugh hysterically okay well the shopkeeper calls the antidote boom bop a uh, well they don't French. say that here they say the okay, big, big the, bag, the big, big bang, bang of bad taste okay. and they're like okay this is like like I don't know if you can handle it and Marshall's like yeah okay we, we gotta do it and they go to this they go to over here and he pulls out these two they open a safe yes. and they, or like, they pull oh, no, out they, he pulls in out case two of emergency break, break glass, glass yeah. and that's got two test tubes in it and they walk over to a safe and inside the test tubes are the combination to the safe like the nuclear codes right yeah. they have to turn at the same time they open up the safe the big build up and the big ba- the big bag of bad taste is uh, a set of novelty glasses with a nose and a mustache the, the groucho marks the groucho marks glasses which look exactly like the black glasses but with the with nose, a nose mustache, and mustache and eyebrows yeah uh and they're like all right try it. And he puts them on and he looks at simon and the second he does simon just bursts out laughing spells broken. like immediately spells broken <laughs> by those stu- like by the lamest novelty gag in the world which i actually kind of like i love because it. it's the idea that like any amount of humor will defeat yes conformity and 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 good i'm glad yeah. i wasn't just going philosophical because of the french no, thing i was like this i is... mean i'm sure that helped if were, i'm not gonna lie they weren't actually trying to be like funny they were just saying like the pure idea of humor will defeat the pure idea of obedience right. every time a hundred which as, a, as, a, as a comedian i loved for i sure. totally loved this for whole sure. episode yeah um <laughs> he he gets him uh, and we find out is that she like in flashback. Simon tells us that mm-hmm. she has been, uh, she has like a hypno a, hip, a hypnosis machine essentially right. that you sit and look in and like it's like it looks like an eye test, but it's telling you like be polite and blah 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 and, and obey, spinning and obey says obey and conform and, and yeah. yeah it spins and that's you can come out with these glasses. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna go sneak back like Marshall decides he's got to go back and like defeat the machine or whatever. Which is when the parents decide they're going to send him back anyway. So it's like, yeah, they're trying to sell him down the river, but really, he, he was he going. He was back. ready. He was ready. He has to go face this. He'd gone through his hero's journey. He had his weapon. <laughs> like this was good plotting. I really like the writing of this episode. Um, I also like it's a mom standing up for nonconformity and not the dad. Oh, so yeah. often in sitcom TV, it's always like the dad's the fun one and the mom's the fucking no, whatever. No, no, no. that's she's, not this case. The she's mom's the one like, who walks in in the morning, just bl- buttoning up her shirt from the outside. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but there's a lot of like, and I wonder how well it was translated in Fr- or how well you understood it in French. But like, even when they talk to she, when he goes back into the nurse's office, uh-huh. she uh, Simon has been rehypnotized like over the phone. Yes. She calls him, so he's Marshall is expecting Simon to help him, but he she, he can't because he's been hypnotized. He's back in glasses, and yeah. she's going off on him, saying like, you know, you're actually very smart and, and kind of have a, a strange c- amount of courage. Uh, mm-hmm. she's, but she's like. But we, th- but these days, don't call for imagination and courage. Oh, imagination wow. and courage will let your mind wander, and when it does, who knows what kind of dangerous questions you will ans- ask and blah blah blah. And it's like this really like going hard wow. on like this on, like, was an existential yeah episode. yeah very much so. Okay. Uh, at which point they managed to like he manages to get the fucking Groucho Marx glasses, break Simon out of the right. spell, get her into the hypnosis machine, yes, and using the Groucho Marx glasses make her be crazy with laughter all the time like her thing they tell him like whenever you hear boom bop a bop you will laugh and never stop laughing Mm -hmm. uh and then they also make her hypnotize her to drive the head towards the north pole the head north and don't stop to hit the north pole 
Uh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Which is why she ends up oh, at the Canadian so border. Yeah, because to me, I just, I, did, I knew they sent her off, like they got rid of her. But all you see is at the end is her at the Canadian border crossing. I'm like, why did they exile her to Canada? Did they <laughs> yeah. think Canada needed laughter? Well, they said, and they kind of did. It's yeah. funny because like, so they, so she's laughing and uh, showing every. She's got the glasses on and laughing around, and it's yeah. breaking the spell of all the other kids. Right, they're all taking off their glasses. Everybody's back Even having the a good principal time. The principal or, dean or whatever. Yeah, everybody's mm-hmm. laughing. Mm-hmm. She gets in her car, drives north. Uh, she gets to the Canadian border and she's got the fucking glasses on and they're like uh, anything to declare and she's like boobop bop and she starts bursting out laughing and he's like waves her through he's like Americans uh, oh cute so like yeah there has there is like some amount of Canada does need somebody to teach them in, how to laugh in French it was très bizarre <laughs> and, and, but then they had um she had a bumper sticker on her car that was like, I love to laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like, something one. just like always fun. Something about like, yeah. Like yeah, always fun. Which best. to me is like, wow, you took the time in your hypnotic laughing state trance. Go buy a bumper, Go buy sticker. A bumper sticker for your car. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and I don't even, I'm assuming she, they kept the, the a pair of the glasses. They didn't really. I didn't yes, they, that's what they cataloged was a pair of the glasses, which again, very pedestrian mundane object. Right. It's just a pair of glasses, not even prescription. He right. says at one point when he picks up the glasses, it looks like this is just regular window glass. So this, this episode, did, I just had to double check on my phone to make sure this episode did come out two years after they live. Which makes total sense. Sure. So, like, this yeah, is again yeah, something that's yeah. in the air. It's like, uh, can you really see what's going on, or can you see beyond what's going on? Obedience, all that. They were definitely pulling a lot of like uh, tropes at the time out. And it, it, what's interesting to me is that those are more applicable now right. than they were in the early '90s. But we're not getting that shit now. Like, I, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, I've yeah. seen I, this story recently. Uh, it's been since like the early. I would say disturbing behavior is the last time I saw right. this with uh, with what's her name. Tom Cruise's ex, yeah, Katie, Katie Holmes, Holmes. Yeah, 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 like that whole I can see through the there's when you know Roddy Roddy Piper died. Everybody sure. remembered they lived. And yeah, there's been yeah, that yeah, they yeah, live yeah. meme, but like nobody's telling this story right now. And this, you know, yeah, you would think that's the time, right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I I I like this episode very much. Me too. Um, maybe my favorite, but then definitely the first one right there for me. The episode four for me is right there. I know you hated it, but for no, me it's right you know, there. I give it like an A plus for everything except for the writing. And I just mm. give it, I didn't want to get, it's hard to like get negative, especially on this part. Like you'd have to actually watch the scenes. Negative. No, like the, on, on what I hated uh, about yeah, it. You'd have yeah, to watch yeah. the scenes and see the actors straining under the really creaky dialogue. <laughs> it's just so poorly written. It literally took me out of the episode. Fair which enough. sucks. Uh, and yeah. five was fine. I didn't like the beginning. I liked the end, but it's just sort of there. There's nothing spe- like this episode. Like the that six had a very interesting. Yes, like it's doing shit. Four looks great visually. It's mm-hmm. very resting. Five was just sort of like, eh, it's fine. I think it five is just a filler, good filler kid show episode. Five is a per- is a is a, is my favorite so far. I think because it tickled my funny bone with the randomness. I like random. Yeah, and it was the first time that my theory that they're the weird ones and the city's fine really played. was confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, no, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm going to be a sure thing this Saturday if you're in Austin, Texas. If you're in Austin, Texas, check out Sure Thing at Austin Job. It's a great show. Get there early because it usually gets pretty packed in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am at Moon Tower coming up in April. Uh, and also early May, I'm headlining Cap City. And then I'm in I'm a bunch of places. Check me out. ChrisCubisComedy.com. At Chris Cubis uh, on Twitter, Facebook, all that shit. If you like the show, write, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on iTunes. Tell your friends. It's also on Stitcher. You can listen to it there. Uh, Thank you. We'll be back next week.